0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Experience Van Life Podcast. My name is Alex.
1: And I'm Frankie. And together, we are Experience Van Life Podcast with Frankie and Alex.
0: (laughs) That's right. This week, we're going to be talking about the foundation of your build. So where to start? Because it can seem like a totally overwhelming job. You just bought this beautiful new van. We talked about how to do that in the last episode. And so now you have this big, empty space.
1: And what are you gonna do with it? Yeah, what do you do? There's so many things that your mind is probably going through at this point, uh, like what type of layout you're gonna do, or you know if there's things that you need to fix underneath the hood, and many, many more. And we're gonna get into all that stuff in this podcast.
0: Yes, uh, but before we do that, a quick update from the road. Yeah. Where right. are we right now? <laughs> Where are we? Good question. Uh, we're in the
1: middle of nowhere, it feels like. Well, <laughs> uh, it's an awesome place.
0: <laughs> we're in Sudbury, Ontario, which is north of Toronto. It's a beautiful city. It's got 300 lakes and so much forest oh, yeah. and it's a huge like rock formation basically. It is super
1: beautiful and our buddy Kyle told us that we're actually inside a crater right now, which is pretty cool to think about.
0: Very cool. So, oh, oh, and if you do come to Sudbury, you have to go to the Alibi Room. Oh
1: man, what a wonderful bar! What a wonderful bar. The the people there are awesome. They have all different types of things you could do there. Like uh, they have a live uh, mic night. Uh, open mic yeah, night. Yeah, they have
0: music all the time. Their food is the, delicious. The drinks are
1: incredible. So tasty. Service top notch.
0: So the Alibi Room in downtown Sudbury, highly recommend yeah, it.
1: Yeah, go check it out for sure.
0: hmm. So we've just been enjoying. Um, time with friends and time with family, mm-hmm. and next up we're going to be heading to Michigan for mountain number
1: uh, twenty-four, I think. Twenty-four it might even be twenty-five. We I think. <laughs> we need to I think. Check yeah, we list. need to check that because I think uh, Badawa was was that twenty-two.
0: I think it was either twenty-two or twenty-three.
1: Well, yeah, that makes sense. I think so. we'll be at technically mountain twenty-four, but twenty-three on our actual list of, yeah. uh, of mountains.
0: Yeah, so that's in upstate Michigan. We'll be heading there uh, later today to mm-hmm. continue our journey. So it's been nice to kind of kick back and relax for a couple of days.
1: Back to America.
0: <clears throat> that's <laughs> where we're going. The gas is a lot cheaper, so yeah. that's nice. Uh, but okay, so getting back to... Oh, and also, sorry. sorry I'm sick. Frankie's got a little bit of a cold.
1: Might hear a couple coughs throughout the podcast. I apologize for that. Hopefully you guys could bear through it with me.
0: Mm-hmm. So... Starting your build. The first place that you have to think about is how old is your vehicle. Because the older your vehicle, the more work that you're going to have yep. to do. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Our vehicle is a 2003 Dodge Sprinter. 2003 was a great year, but it was a very long time ago. Well,
1: and yeah, and it also depends on if your van was garage kept or whatnot. Ours was definitely not. and mm-hmm. had to be sitting out in the yard for the last two or three years, if not longer.
0: We had to so, kick out a whole colony of ants yeah. from the back.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so if you're buying a brand new Sprinter, you're not going to have to worry about things like rust or the engine, because hopefully (coughs) your brand new sprinter has a beautiful (laughs) brand new engine. So where you have to start is going to depend on the quality or the age of the vehicle that you actually purchased. Mm -hmm. Um, And the two main components of your build are the engine and then the back home layout area.
1: So speaking of the back home layout area, uh, there are several places that you could go to try to get like an idea of what type of layout you want. There's a bunch of different places you just type it in online and you can figure out uh, different type of layouts that other people do as well. Um, we sort of went with a, uh, like a high bed layout, but we're not going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about that in the next podcast. Um, but we also will give you guys updates on like what type of websites you could use to help make those layouts um but yeah with all that being said when you have this empty space it's just a blank canvas and you have a lot of opportunity uh also what i would really look at first before the layout even is the engine um so before making your layout and building that wasting time on that you have to make sure that your engine is completely sound and all of your components around it are good to go because you don't want to build a whole home inside a place and then realize you can't even move it
0: because mm-hmm. the engine you're not just building a home you're building a home inside of a vehicle that is completely reliant on the engine mm-hmm. so it's almost like if you were building a house if your electricity and your furnace wasn't running yeah those would be the number one things that you would be taking care of
1: yeah you want to get heat in your house before you know it gets you worry cold about outside painting the walls blue
0: <laughs> so the engine is definitely the first thing that you need to look at um when we got our car we bought it from a mechanic but we weren't necessarily sure of his caliber of workmanship
1: or even like what he did because he didn't have like a logbook of you know what he did or give us a log like oil changes or things like he that. he told me he did an oil change he told me he you know checked a few things and actually at the very back of the book in the uh in the maintenance book uh had a couple things that when he bought it that he wanted to do and they still weren't done oh, awesome. so yeah so it was like check side door and you know uh something about the lights and also front brakes and, which is something that I, even before buying the vehicle, noticed that one of the rotors were warped when we were driving it and had to, uh, you know, make sure that it was a warp rotor rather than something else mm-hmm. that was more, you know, uh, expensive and uh, more in-depth mm-hmm. about the vehicle structure itself. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so the first thing you're going to want to do when you get your vehicle is take it to a mechanic that you trust.
1: Yeah, and, and just taking it to a mechanic doesn't mean that you're going to pay for it. Take it to a place where they can give you a free estimate on like all the uh you know, what they would do to the truck. Yeah, and or the van. components
0: or they can check and see is your transmission great or does your transmission need to be replaced? Yeah. He took it to a mechanic who Frankie knew through his work.
1: Yeah, through the company I work for, we had a bunch of fleet vehicles and that That company also does a ton of other fleet vehicles as well as diesel uh, uh, trucks and stuff, which is fairly hard to find a diesel mechanic and also one that's reliable. So you have to have some type of understanding of what you're you're getting yourself Mm. into. And
0: you can ask around, too. Like, we were just in Ontario and... We wanted to take the car to a mechanic to get a couple of things mm-hmm. looked at, but we don't have a mechanic in Ontario. No. So we asked a couple of friends who we knew had diesel vehicles, yep. where do you go? Um, do you like who you see? Do you trust them? Mm-hmm. And so through that recommendation, we took it to a dealer or like a mechanic who turned out to be great. Yeah. If you're going to the dealer, hopefully your vehicle is still under warranty. Yes. If it's new enough to still be under warranty, then going to the dealer is great because it's gonna be paid for in the cost because yeah. it's still under warranty. Yeah. But if you're not still under warranty, taking it to the dealer might be a very expensive way to get something very simple fixed.
1: Yeah, and like uh, if, if, if a mechanic could purchase the part, they could more than likely replace the part. So you don't necessarily have to take it to the dealer. And the dealer is always going to be way more expensive than a private uh, uh, entity. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so basically what we did, we took it in, we had the guy, the uh, mechanic, give it a look over, and he came back with a list. And he said, your engine is technically in great condition, mm-hmm. but a lot of the parts inside of an engine are around, only rated... I would say
1: around that inside. So, like, so for instance, your water pump, your starter... Your all these components are around they're in the engine area but they're not inside your engine.
0: Well to me so. anything under the hood is in the engine. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't so work. So he gave us a whole list of things that he would recommend replacing because they should be replaced um, between sixty and eighty thousand miles. Yeah. The car had over two hundred thousand miles. Yeah. So he had no idea when they'd been replaced. Yep. So, so we took that list that he was gonna charge us ten thousand dollars to fix
1: which necessarily isn't a bad price because it was so many different components and stuff it's just ten thousand dollars is a lot of money to just throw into something and I could personally fix all these things it just was a matter of understanding and doing some research on the particular car and stuff to understanding more and then I personally did all the work with my uncle and uh, I say we saved us uh, that much money.
0: So the bill that he gave us was ten thousand dollars. And when we took the list to an auto parts place, purchased all the parts, and installed them ourselves, we only ended up spending about six. $1,500.
1: Yeah. So, guys, also remember that if you are working, um, to balance out whether, if you work that time instead of fixing, are you going to make more money than you're spending? Because then it might be more valuable to you to work and make the money and spend the money on somebody else doing it. It's just all about your time and how. And
0: how mechanically inclined you are, yeah. if you have the right tool to yes. do the job. But you really have to do the engine first. Yes. Because if the engine fails or falters or you know, you just spent ten thousand dollars on your build and now you're a month into your journey and your engine blows up, figuratively, whatever, you're kind of SOL because now you've got to dump all this money into it that you might not have and it might stop you from being able to enjoy the van life that you really wanna have. Where If you, say you purchased a vehicle and you took it to a dealer or a mechanic, the mechanic said, your engine is a lemon, you're going to need to fix all these things, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars, maybe you just turn around and sell that vehicle and keep looking for the vehicle that you want to build in.
1: Oh, for sure. And, And then, so that also might give you an opportunity to turn around and sell the vehicle, you know, or figure out something else you want to do with it. Maybe you purchase it for a really low price and you could scrap it and, and uh, start all over. Or
0: even if, like, so for us, for example, all the vehicles inside of New York City were so expensive. Oof. We drove about three hours out of New York City to buy this vehicle that we ended up, it was listed for six, we paid four. If we had wanted to turn around and sell that in Brooklyn or Manhattan, we could have charged eight. Yes. Easily. Easily. And it would have gone. So it, even if you find out that your engine is like mm, you could still potentially turn a profit on the exchange. So don't be too like sad if yeah. that happens. It's certainly a bummer, but it won't be the end of your van life journey.
1: So just to backtrack a little bit. Um, you want to, you, after you buy the vehicle and you check it all out and you do all that stuff, you want to make sure the engine's good, before you do any bit of your layout, you want to make sure that uh, the, the you're not going over your budget for whatever your budget that you set was and then uh, beyond that, when you're getting to your layout now, you got to make sure that your car or van or whatever it is that you're building is structurally sound
0: mm-hmm. and
1: going to be able to uh, take on whatever layout that you're gonna put down mm-hmm.
0: in. When you put your whole build in all the wood all the plumbing all of whatever it's gonna be really heavy Yes, so one piece of wood might not be that heavy But when you build a whole cabinet mm-hmm. you're adding weight and weight and then you move all your stuff in So if your floor of your vehicle has a big old rust hole in it,
1: it's gonna fall apart. eventually
0: <laughs> It's not gonna be good.
1: So taking care of that rust is super important whether that's you know taking a grinder and grinding down uh, uh, Cutting out spots where big parts of rust are or taking a wire brush and cleaning all the rust out until you see that It's completely silver and then you could use a couple different products to seal that metal So you could use rust-oleum you could vinyl line the car You can do all these different things because you have to remember rust is like cancer I mean and that stuff spreads all it takes is exposed uh, cut metal and moisture and then that oxidates and it becomes rust and it just, it will spread like weeds. Mm-hmm. So the first thing you have to do
0: is well, get rid of all of the rust. Yeah, so we, we also fiberglassed a lot of places. Yeah. So, so
1: but to, in order to do that though, is you want to take a wire brush and you want to clean out that Did rust. Did you make a
0: video about cut
1: this? Out, um, I know, but I can. Huh. Uh, and you want to cut out the rust areas Yeah, where it's really
0: bad Like our vehicle had some spots Where there, you could literally see through the ground yeah. Or th- see through our floor mm-hmm. To the ground below So you can't just wire brush it You have to like fill the gap Yeah. So we fiberglassed a lot of areas Inside of the vehicle
1: mm-hmm. And fiberglass is super strong so and it's like, not
0: very expensive no. either, you can get like an entire container of it for like mm-hmm. 20 bucks.
1: So even if you have to put several layers of fiberglass just to strengthen that area, uh, make sure your mixture's right, lay it down, paint it up, let it dry, it's mm-hmm. really pretty simple. And then even after doing all that, just to make everything even more, you know, uh, 100%, hopefully it won't rust again. You just drop a bunch of Rustolian paint down and you paint it all up and it will look way better than before. It's
0: like night and day. Yeah, yeah. Um, The other thing that you want to look for in terms of your structure of your vehicle is leaky roofs or any kind of connection. So you want to either wait for a big rainstorm, and then just kind of like sit inside the car and see what happens. Or you can spray it down with a hose. Um, but before you put any walls up, any insulation, any electrical, you have to make sure that there's no leaks. Yeah. Because if you have a leak and you've put all this time and money and then it all gets soaking wet and you have to rip it out, that's gonna be no good.
1: Yeah. If you guys see me staring down at times, it's because I'm just reminiscing about those moments of when we had to make sure that all these things were happening and and, and fixed. So even if like it's not raining outside or something like that, take a garden hose and go on the roof of the car and start spraying the whole roof of the car and have somebody else stand inside and see if anything's coming through. Even
0: like a teeny tiny so, drip,
1: fix it. And even if it's not... What you could do is, like, there's parts of the roof that have been pieced together, you know, in the original build of the car. I would even just go over and reseal all those pieces. Silicone. Just there, silicone it with some really strong silicone that you could find. And then halfway through, you know, your your year or whatever, go back up there and silicone it again just to mm-hmm. make sure that you always have these parts sealed. That way you never have to worry about anything leaking through. Right. Because... I mean, sun does damage. Salt does damage. All these things do damage. Uh, uh, ice, it just wears snow, away. things sit on top, and you have to just remember that that all will wear away eventually. So always, mm-hmm. you know, have in mind that you will eventually need to go back up there and reseal it. Mm-hmm. Maintenance is key to to keeping you from having longer and harder issues later Down on. The road, yeah. Because once you build, you know, and close everything off. You don't want to have to take it down and go back in there. Right. I mean, it's so much harder to do that than to just seal it Mm. when you have the opportunity to.
0: And the other thing you need to think about, too, we're going to get to this in a later episode about solar and fans, Mm -hmm. but you're probably going to get to places where you're actually cutting holes into the roof, into the side. Yep. You're going to be creating new holes. Mm -hmm. So, again, when you do that, you need to make sure that everything is sealed yep. nothing is leaking before you move on to the next step make sure a hundred percent that you have no
1: leaks yeah cuz I mean a leak could be devastating it could really just uh, put a damper on everything it could create mold it could give you you know breathing problems it could do so many different things so you really want that's that's one of the most important things you could do mm-hmm. is make sure that you're sealed and even if you're buying a vehicle that is you know uh, RV or something like that if you have you know a leaky roof that you're you're buying one make sure you replace the roof you might have to replace the walls there's a lot of stuff you might have to replace yeah. if you've had some one of the, of the
0: rvs before. we were actually looking at that we really loved that we really wanted yeah. to buy needed a whole brand new roof well and
1: then i noticed that there was water starting to run down the walls as well. right so it, so been more it, than just it
0: becomes like a big huge job like i mean we mm-hmm. youtubed how to replace a roof on an rv and we were like oh we could probably do that mm-hmm. um but I'm glad that we didn't have yeah. to.
1: <laughs> and after you you have done all your rust oleum and checked for rust and done all those things,
0: let's talk for a minute okay. about um where the spare tire was oh. on the vehicle. Yeah, um, because I don't know important. what year of models this was for.
1: I think I think most uh, uh, sprinter vans and vans in general, pro uh, pro masters, all these different vans, they normally have the spare tire underneath the vehicle. Because you want to have full access to your truck, and some people don't want a tire on their back door. It it creates it to where you can't open the door fully, and, it gets and things heavy like that. It's and... heavy, so the fact that it's heavy too. Uh, in our case, there must have been some type of moisture coming down the well, back so of the truck. Well, so
0: originally the tire is mounted underneath the back end of well, the yeah, car. Well, so yes, I
1: was getting to that part. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. So. Originally, there must have been some type of water coming through the back because the seals weren't uh, great. I guess before this last guy bought it, um, and the tire is directly underneath the car, so it being underneath the car, the right water, next to the back door, the doors. water was dripping down onto that back door area, and the weight of that tire, when the when the metal started to rust out and it wasn't strong enough to hold up anymore, the weight of that tire literally dropped the back end of the truck to where it was hanging down slightly yeah there was a solid then, like
0: three or four inches between yeah, and, the floor and where the actual like back bumper mm-hmm. be connecting with the floor yep
1: and then every time you drive you hit bumps so that creates this bounce and the and it tire just makes is it,
0: pulling the floor it makes down. it
1: more and more and more and more of a drop of a distance apart so uh what we wound up doing is we actually had to cut out a whole back part of the truck and um, luckily, one of my friends, PJ, is an iron worker, and or was an iron worker, and he could weld. So what we did is we cut out this whole back end. We put bars in there to restructure mm-hmm. it. We and, removed
0: the tire mount. Yeah, we removed completely. the tire mount completely,
1: cut it out, and we decided that we were going to go with a different type of mount, a different style mount, um, which is on our back door. But PJ then welded these bars in, which I sort of kind of, I think, helped with the sway of the truck as mm-hmm. well, which was fortunate that it did both. And then we put a diamond plate on top of that, which they won't rust. And then we we uh, screwed it into those those new uh, beams that he put in, and as well as the rest of the floor. And then we sealed it with this really, really high... Um, Uh, quality adhesive adhesive. and uh, it really sealed up fully like we went back the next day and that stuff was just solid.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So this is this was a huge part of our foundation issue because in the back at the back doors we wanted to have a build layout this cat is about to attack me. (laughs) Um, We wanted to have our bicycles and our bed and all of our snowboards and our water tanks mm-hmm. right accessible at the back doors. And if to put all that
1: weight there. Yeah,
0: and if the floor is saggy, if we had just gone ahead and built on it,
1: all of our stuff through. in the
0: back would be, like, sagging on it even more. And For a
1: little bit of time, it would have gave us an extra three inches,
0: <laughs> But eventually, it would have caused a huge problem, <laughs> and by then, your floor is Imagine already Imagine we were driving
1: down the road, and the whole bottom just falls right out. <laughs> oh, my out. God. We have, like, a Flintstone car. We have, like, extension cords and, like, stuff <laughs> just falling out the bottom.
0: We're like, what is that noise out oh, of the back? Oh, man, that
1: would have bad. That would be bad.
0: So, but that's why we went to all this trouble. In terms of our build, the first like month or two was literally dealing with rust, working on the engine, fixing all the structural issues. All we wanted to do was start building Mm -hmm. the actual things, but the foundation was so important that we needed to spend the time and the energy to make it right before we put any investment into actually building our home
1: it's just amazing because that sets you back two months from your actual build yeah so like maybe uh looking for something that doesn't have that if you're not up for the task is also a smart move mm-hmm. uh because you know it, it was a lot of work and luckily we had the right people in our corner to help us out in some of the situations uh you know i don't know who you guys have out there to help you out, but, you know, it's it's important to have some people in your corner that could do different types of things. Uh, Otherwise, you'll be paying for it as well.
0: No, it's really handy. I think we skip this until next time. Okay. But, so next week when we talk about layout, we're going to be talking about thinking it through from the beginning. So, like, where are you going to need your outlets? Where is your plumbing going to go? Where are you going to have to wire your electrical? Um, But one of the fun things that we did while we were doing this whole fixing everything and it felt like we were never gonna get to build. And it was like, it, it was mentally and physically exhausting because you work for so many hours and then
1: you look and you still have a big empty truck. Well, and one thing I just wanna go back to is both of us were working 40 hour work weeks. So it wasn't like we got to spend our days working on the vehicle. Normally it was like nighttime or weekend. So, mm-hmm. like it was such a short amount of time that we got to, so it would be like you'd get one possibly two jobs done in a day, and then it would drag until the following week uh where we could do it again, you know on the weekend and so on and so right. forth and it it was it was a tough task to try to handle mm-hmm. but uh but yeah,
0: but so one of the fun things that we did while all this was going on to kind of like keep us motivated, yes, we were thinking about the design and the layout. But so what we did, we took painter's tape, Mm -hmm. we measured the width and the length of the vehicle, and we took painter's tape on the floor of our apartment and boxed out the area that the van would actually
1: be yeah so like where we were actually going to build so the 14 feet that we had to build in we right. taped on the floor and then we said okay this is going to be the wheel well so we got to build around that this is going to be like how the distance of the bikes would fit in the right bed and all that so it was really cool it was, it was a lot was of fun cool. yeah and like and then we you were, got a we were like, of, like sitting inside <laughs> of it and stuff on the floor in the middle of the house yeah and, like, we
0: would like lay a yoga mat in the middle yeah. and think, like oh like could we fit like cabinets on both sides yeah. and how narrow do they have like to be? Like how much room
1: do we want to have to walk by each other and Right. Stuff like that. And
0: then we would tape it all out and then be like, you know what, maybe we want to do this kind of cabinet instead of this kind of bench. Yeah. Rip up the tape, do it in a different yep. way. Yep. You know, you could try a different, your kitchen in the front or your kitchen in the back, you mm-hmm. know, just with the tape on the floor, you know, those days that it was pouring rain oh, or yeah. whatever. And oh, yeah. like, we you just could couldn't get outside. get outside to work. It, like, kind of helps keep your dream alive. Yeah. Because you can really feel like you're in the weeds.
1: I remember laying, like, in the back area, like, where the bed would be and being like, I'm laying in our bed right now. And, like, it was was just exciting to know that we were going to get there eventually. Yeah. And, I mean, it's really hard to see... You know getting there at that point because it was just so much work
0: yeah but anyway. it's it's honestly probably some of the most important work
1: yeah for because
0: sure. if your engine fails you mm-hmm. you cannot travel to all the places that you want or maybe you only saved so much money and now you have to put a third of that back into the engine yeah. after the fact so you know it can really delay or like change your travel plans yeah um yeah. So
1: yeah, just just being precise on working on the main components of the van, so underneath the hood, as well as the structure of the vehicle, is the most important part before you could start building. Mm-hmm. I think that's really what this episode is mostly about: yeah. is just making sure that you are sound structurally and under the hood.
0: Mm-hmm. And if you want to kind of see what it looked like for us, Frankie has a really good time lapse video. Yeah of how the vehicle looked when we first started to basically when we put the floor down which Mm. would have been basically the entire foundation build was from the start to floor yeah because all of that was the engine and And the the rust and the the floor stuff and cutting even out that
1: back area yeah and
0: sealing the leaks and painting the rust-oleum
1: one more thing, and two is, uh, if you guys are looking at like how to change parts or anything like that, I also have like an alternative video, how to replace the horn and things along those lines, uh, brakes. You know think anything you could think of, just send me a message, and I'll see if I can make a video on it and uh you know get something out there for you guys so you could better understand what you're working with
0: and then maybe you could do it yourself yeah. because so I know nothing about engines and nope. cars and he corrects me all the time Like yeah. there's no hoses inside of a diesel engine. I don't know Like, it, it looks like a hose to me Yeah, yeah. Um, That was a
1: bad example But you know what she
0: said <laughs> Are there hoses?
1: Yeah I mean there's lines that go the uh, What was go. the
0: word that I used that you were like those don't exist
1: uh, Oh spark plugs I think you said Oh I don't yeah, know yeah. But
0: anyway so um, Just from watching Frankie do all this mechanical work And like replacing the alternator or whatever I was like wow that was actually really easy.
1: Yeah, it's really pretty simple, believe it or not, to do a lot of this work. The one thing that you want to make sure of is that you're doing it right and that everything is uh, very secure at the end of it. That way, nothing just goes flying off on you know, in the middle of the road. And, uh, you know, disconnecting your battery before you do things that are electrical is important. And that's just removing the ground wire from your system. Uh, would, would be enough but but disconnecting it fully is a really good idea mm-hmm. um, and that way you don't short out you know anything in your truck but
0: the other thing to look for especially if the previous owner of your vehicle might not have been
1: clean mm, in the um, sense of uh, if they were using it as a work van or whatever they might So to just be in a rush and and throw some things around, Mm -hmm. like uh, possibly screws and...
0: You're going to want to pull out your electrical panel. Yeah. And so your fuse box. So inside of this venture van, there's a fuse box underneath the driver's seat. And also underneath the steering, the steering wheel. Mm-hmm. So you'll want to look into both of those. Yes. Check for any debris. We found a nail. two inch nail.
1: Uh well yeah, two inch nail on the video about this log.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and probably a stack of like staple gun staples. That was
1: probably about an inch and a half long. Yeah, staples, and that but...
0: metal side of your electrical system can completely short out your whole Well not system. only
1: short out your system, but burn down your whole entire vehicle
0: yeah good times yeah. so while you're doing this cleanup, make sure that you check inside of your electrical components oh my gosh i vacuumed so much dust and junk yeah. out of there the cleanup of our vehicle was, it was filthy.
1: It was not nice. It to was say the
0: least. disgusting. Yeah. Like, by the end of the day, we would both be like almost head to toe in like dirt and grime and, grime and muck.
1: You would and, have like, to, like pour the greaser on yourself in the shower <laughs> just to get all of it off you. It
0: was so bad. And looking back on it now, when I watched that video of uh, i'm like how did we even do that that was so nasty but it, but
1: to be real with you guys it's so amazing what you can make out of something that looks so bad and, and it's so
0: rewarding it at really the end is. of the day
1: and like even now when we come across people that see our build for the first time their eyes almost light up when they see a vehicle when they when you find people that are interested in that this type of stuff and it's just its so rewarding to see them light up with, about it because it just makes you feel even better about what you've done and what we've created, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, it just feels great. Yeah,
0: so the foundation is really where you need to start your build um, because all the fancy decor stuff, I know that it's very important and I was definitely chomping at the bit to yeah. like get to building. But if you don't do this kind of stuff first, you will sincerely regret it down the road. So if it's taking a really long time, don't worry. We were in exactly the same boat. Yes. Um, But just know that eventually you will be done scrubbing, you will be done painting rust, and you'll be done finding random screws. Actually, that's not true. So we found these random screws not that long ago. Yeah, we should we found, have looked. Or, yeah. or, we also didn't know there was a well, second fuse so box until recently. We
1: installed the radio. And when we installed the radio, it didn't work. So I was like, oh, let me pull apart the electrical section just to see what's going on. And that's when we found Well, I actually
0: Googled now. it. Like, where does this radio wire to? Yeah. And it was like, check the fuse panel under the steering wheel. And I was like, there's a fuse panel under the steering wheel? What? Yeah. So... Yeah, like you'll be finding things along the way. I literally the other day found four or five disgusting melted packets of sugar.
1: Yeah, which was crazy because we thought we cleaned everything. We
0: cleaned everything like five times.
1: Yeah. And still, it was, in like, a nook somewhere. It was like
0: wedged between the windshield and the dashboard. I saw like this little tiny corner <laughs> of a sugar packet, and I was like, where did that come from? Oh. And I take a pair of tweezers and I pull it out. And then I see there's another one in there. I'm like, what the? It was so gross.
1: It just makes me wonder if like we actually pulled off the whole entire front of oh, the car. Oh, I don't would even happen.
0: know. It would uh, not be clean. But right. anyways, guys, so next week we're going to talk about the more fun bits of planning your build, which are your layout options um, and how to kind of decide what's going to work best for you. Mm-hmm. But until then, we hope you guys have enjoyed this episode of Experience Van Life the podcast. Be sure to find us on Instagram. We now have an account together. So it's Frankie and Alex Van Life. And Frankie's got F bomb underscore vlogs. Yep. And I am at the Hungry Health Coach. I know that was a lot of information yeah. all at once. We'll uh, put it in the link in yeah, the description. We'll below have it for in the episode guys. notes for sure. Yep. And if you have any questions, be sure to reach out to us. We're always happy to answer and give you our experience
1: yeah
0: with van life <laughs>
1: and, and believe me getting information from everybody that you can live van that lives van life is really important because it's only going to help you
0: We mm-hmm. actually reached out to a couple of like the big yeah like,
1: bag. yeah we uh, were like
0: what do we do about this and everyone was always super helpful yeah. about answering the question so are excited for
1: people to come into this lifestyle too as well. You yeah. know, we're excited to see more people in this lifestyle. It's it's very fun. It's rewarding. I mean, it is difficult, you know. So so don't think it's just peaches and cherries all the way yeah, through. Yeah, well, but. I
0: mean, you have to be willing to make the sacrifices mm. to Put the time and the energy and the money into it so that you can enjoy yep. all the benefits that go along with it.
1: But with all that being said, <laughs> we appreciate you guys listening and hanging around with us. And we hope to see you in the next episode. Yeah. And we will see you guys really soon. Catch you there. If you guys are loving this FNA podcast and you want more, you're in luck.
0: We've decided to release a special exclusive podcast every single month that's going to take you way more behind the scenes on what van life is really like.
1: All you have to do is just join our Patreon and we're going to hook you guys up.
0: Patreon is a website where you can support creators that you love, hopefully like us,
1: FNA Van Life. For a small monthly donation... You guys need to get more podcasts from us and also direct access to our YouTube videos before they even come out.
0: Go to FNAvanlife.com slash Patreon to sign up today and get instant access to so much behind the scenes content.